permanently shocked by your hello. <coughs> oh. It is it, difficult going from like normal to perky. Perky, it is, especially during lockdown. Normal to perky. Per perky Perkins. <laughs> <laughs> you, how's, how's your, your shed going? Then Al follows a brief interlude whilst Chippy shouts at her husband. Do some parenting! Right, okay, I'm back. <laughs> Hello, we're back to Life Laundry. Now we're listening to the Life Laundry of my life. I literally have come upstairs to record the podcast from the boffice and there's, they're getting tables out, swapping tables around. I can't do that. They were I, inactive. I would not let anybody rearrange my house without me being No. There. Why do they think it's acceptable? And this goes into what we want to talk about today, which is respect or lack thereof. It's just like I spend so much of my time like, trying to make the house look nice. And I'm on a podcast for five minutes and they're like, but just moving the black table. Now the black table is one of those square Ikea cables, tables that you screw legs into. And it's, they've stuck stickers on it and then pulled them off. So there's just loads of ball patches uh, all over it. Yeah. So they're like, we've moved that downstairs and we've put the nice wooden coffee table in the playroom upstairs. Why? Because Ned wants a wizarding table. I'm like, you have to, you've literally got a bedroom, a upstairs playroom. So today we are going to be talking about respect. We're going to be talking about respect on a couple of things. So this situation, which seems just to be rumbling on. Um, respect in terms of choices, parenting choices. You and I made different choices this week. Um, yeah. And we also, I, I didn't actually put it in. It, it, it didn't make the final cut. But at the end of last week's episode, we spoke briefly about breastfeeding and formula feeding choices. And... Um, for me, I think I had a mini breakdown. I didn't know, like up until a week ago, I was adamantly sending Tom and Johnny and Ben back to school, both in year six in reception. So it applied to them. I cried with relief when Boris Johnson said they'll be going back to school. I actually cried relief tears. And then, and then I had such a crisis of confidence and I didn't actually know. And it was literally the 11th hour, I think, the, the morning of the, the, when, the Tuesday when they were meant to go back. And I, and I haven't sent them back. So they are still at home with me, but you decided the opposite. And I think that's really important. And I think it's really important. And I spoke about it for the first time on my Instagram today, because I was nervous that people were gonna judge me for my choices. And it's um, a horrible place to be when you feel that. Oh. I know, and I always feel like uh, there's been a couple of things that have happened this week where I'm not saying, I, I'm tr struggling to think of a word, hence the silence, because I don't think I'm necessarily braver than you. I'm just quite, quite like decisive. I, yes. And, and, oh, but part of that has to do with the fact that you just have a few more followers than I do. Just a few, a sprinkling more. A tad. Um, and 
I don't, and therefore with more followers comes more people who are going to disagree with your choices and more of a backlash. And I don't have that. Uh, so that, so that's why I didn't want to use the term brave because we're in completely different situations and I don't know how I would react to stuff if I had a hundred and X thousand followers on Instagram. All right, show off. Um, and so that still gives me the freedom that you have. And I think that's a massive problem with social media is you build up a following people like you for being you as the bigger the following gets, the more you have to temper the way you are because you have a responsibility because you've got a big following and you have people who are constantly judging you and knocking you and making you feel like the way that you behave isn't quite acceptable or right. And I'm, actually very happy that i'm not in that position also i think everyone's very rude doesn't follow me but there we go um so we've had a couple of situations in this past week where we've been faced with similar decisions and have made either the same decision in one instance and different decisions in another and i um it's a very good indicator of why I get so cross and most normal people get so cross with online judgment. And I think that what, that's something that really bothers me about online judgment, whether it's trolling or on an online forum or something, nobody has the right to judge anyway, but especially, I mean, and I've said this before, unless you have all of the information, unless you are literally stalking somebody online and you know everything that, has gone into their decision then you have no yeah. right to comment you can't just no take and also anything no one said anything yet but you know it, 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 it's like it's really hard being a mum or a parent yeah, and making those difficult choices but it's even more difficult when you make them under the spotlight but also I found myself when you were like I'm not I'm not sending Ben back I had a second which is unusual for me of oh my God, does Gemma think I'm a terrible person for sending Jim back? No, and I thought, oh my God, Chippy's going to think I'm a wet lettuce for not sending Ben back. <laughs> no. What day is it today? Thursday. So on Tuesday. Well, we usually start off by talking about what's been in the news. Yes. And what has been in the news culminated on Tuesday. Yes. So I, although I work on social media, try not to go on social media a lot so um or watch the news which is problematic really because it means that i am not really abreast of a lot of things that are going on and um on tuesday it was blackout tuesday and i logged on and i saw chippy instantly saw chippy's instagram just a black square i'm like i feel like i should know something about this <laughs> This seems significant. So like, cause I hadn't watched the news. I hadn't been able to bring myself to watch any of the videos or the reports because I've been very wobbly emotionally and I just couldn't have handled it. Yeah. I knew what was going on, but I didn't know what this was about. So Chippy immediately filled me in. Obviously and I then opinion. I just went, didn't know what to do. So I was like, well, what do I do? And I, I, and I can imagine a lot of people we're in the same position and Chippy and I spoke about it and I, cause I felt, I just didn't, I didn't, I didn't want to post anything. I didn't want to post a black square just because Chippy was posting a black square and I'd literally only found out about it three minutes earlier. That would have been wrong. 
So I found out about it about 8.30. Meanwhile, this is, this is, I think this is symptomatic of a bit of the problem that actually happened on Tuesday. Meanwhile, my whole feed was filling up with black squares. I'm getting the panics going, I've not researched enough. I don't know what I'm doing. I need to, uh, if I don't write something soon, everyone's going to hate me. And then I phoned Chippy again. Chippy was like, no, just, you know, relax, chill out. It's all good. And then when I calmed out, calmed down about it, and when I actually thought about, this is a problem, I know it's a problem, it's a problem that I think is abhorrent, and I would like to try and help. Like thinking about it logically really helped, but for a split second there, I almost turned, I always made it more of a problem through, through sheer panic. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I posted a black square, and I was very honest because I am, um, anybody, well, I am a white woman, anyone that follows me on Instagram will know <laughs> that I'm a white woman. Um, and I live in a predominantly white area. And yeah. it is, and I didn't want to be seen just to be seen to be doing the right thing. So I mm -hmm. had a mental tussle and I was going back and forth. I was like, I want to do it, but I don't want, to, I don't want people to think I'm only doing it and for them to roll their eyes because they think I'm just trying to jump on a bandwagon. So in the end, I posted a black scare. And I was like, I really want to write something, but I literally have no idea what to write because nothing seems good enough. So mm -hmm. I'm just going to pledge that I'm going to go off and, and do some research. And then I spent the whole day having very deep conversations with the older two kids. So I, uh, yeah. So the black squares, for anyone who's not on Instagram, um, yeah, on Tuesday, <laughs> we have, we had, we did Blackout Tuesday and the music, it starts with the music industry deciding that instead of making any sales or posting anything, any music or sharing any music on Tuesday, they would post a black square and share information about um, black culture, black industry, black uh, history and what has been going on. Um, especially since the murder of George Floyd in Minnesota and all the protests that have been going on. And I, uh, the, the beauty industry then said that they were going to do the same thing. I count myself as the beauty industry. So I uh, was getting notifications of this happening. And I thought, actually, this has been troubling me because I don't know what to post about because to me, I'm a massive advocate of beauty and skincare because I think it can make you feel better and feel in control of yourself. But part of what I like about it is it's a bit frivolous. You can take it off. If your eyeliner goes wrong, you can wash it off. You can do something else. You can wear one thing today and nothing tomorrow. And I really like that about makeup. Um, and everything seemed a bit pointless. And so I really loved the idea of not just not posting something, but posting a square to show that I was deliberately not posting anything. Um, and I was taking that time to focus on learning something that I thought I knew quite a lot about, but it turns out I didn't. 
What I found incredibly frustrating was, and, and what I loved, let's talk about what I loved before we go on to what I found frustrating. What I really loved, and I actually took a video of it to have on my phone to remind myself of what it was like, was that as I scrolled through Instagram on Tuesday, instead of going down a scroll hole, I was just, it was just black. There was just black squares, black squares, black squares. And then there would be information that was useful, interesting, helpful that I needed to see. Um, that I know that on a different day, I either wouldn't have noticed or the algorithm wouldn't have shown me because it would say she likes lipstick, eyeliner, music. Blah, blah, blah. And it wouldn't have said she likes to know about what's happening in this part of the world. Um, and I just loved that. I learned so much. I found new accounts to follow. The scroll hole that I went into took me to places where I could find out how to talk to my kids about it, find out what I could do in the UK, because I felt like a lot of the stuff that I was seeing originally was all about what's happening in the US, which is very important. But I felt a bit powerless to do anything because I'm not in the US. I can't go and vote. Um, and what I then found incredibly frustrating was that halfway through the day, a lot of people were messaging me saying, oh, you, you know, I've had, to, I've taken down my square because um, I was told I should be sharing stuff about it rather than being silent and silence isn't helping. And, and lots of people suddenly were like, oh, I didn't realize I shouldn't have put up a black square. And what I found incredibly frustrating about that was that A, I thought about why I put up a black square and I put up a black square because I am a white middle-class British woman who has no knowledge and nothing to say that is of any use to anyone on black history. So for me to have posted anything would have been copying someone else's post that I had seen mm -hmm. and detracting from what they were saying. It also, also shows it that I was come across really quite shallow because I don't post about it normally. Yeah. And to be fair, I'm not here posting about white history either. I'm not posting about any history. I post about makeup and beauty and my kids. So to suddenly act like I was an authority on something that I'm completely not, I wouldn't do. And I wouldn't do it just because we have this incredible fear of getting it wrong. And I felt like that was really exacerbated. And I saw um, a few uh, accounts about, um, uk anti-racist accounts saying delete your black square and write something important and it really annoys me because i thought i don't have anything important to say yet when i have something important to say when i've learned enough that i feel like it's useful to pass on to the people i will say it but i don't have anything now and i don't want to add to my white noise literal white noise that we have on instagram I want people to see that I'm choosing not to post, that I'm choosing to spend that day. And as I spent the day looking at stuff, I then started to share it on my stories so that people could click through and show the Instagram algorithm what they were reading, what they were liking, what they were sharing. I don't need to be posting something on my grid on that day to get likes. I wanted to post i wanted to share things on my stories so that the people who had originally written them would get the interaction and the boost of the algorithm so that hopefully 
those accounts will start showing up where they need to show up. Um, and so I found that deeply frustrating because I was a bit like that, that fear of doing something wrong. And I'm guilty of this too. That fear of doing something wrong often stops conversations that should be happening and often stops people asking for knowledge because they're worried about saying the wrong thing or doing the wrong thing. And if you then get turned around and you're told you should take down your black square, I think a lot of people will go, Oh my God. Oh, okay. I've done something wrong. I'm going to take down my black square and I'm not going to do anything else because I got it wrong. Because it feels like you put your foot in it. Yeah. And I, so, um, so I, so I was the embodiment of that. So I posted my black square. I, I said on my comment that I didn't really have anything poignant to say because I didn't really know enough about it, but I wanted to say that I wanted to learn more. So I went to learn more and I downloaded the white fragility audio book on audible mm -hmm. that, um, it, it's, it's heavy, it's heavy going mm. bear in mind. And I'm just being totally honest, bear in mind. I like bubble gum in my ears. Mm -hmm. I like just normally stuff that is just really rubbishy fiction. So I'm taking it a bit at a time because it, cause I have to can't yeah. really concentrate on it. I can't just let it flood in and out of my brain. Yeah, yeah. And so I downloaded that and, and, and then all of a sudden everyone started pulling their black squares. Bear yeah. in mind, I'm not really up with the Insta cliques. I'm like, what? Oh, oh, now what? Now what's happened? I don't know what to do. And then I went into another panic. And then I was just but like... But then something amazing happened. Gemma got cross. That was what was really good, was that you were like, I'm really cross with them. Because the reason why I got cross is because I felt like in the morning, there was this big swathe of outpouring of support, right? And then, and then halfway through the day, for whatever reason, People got spooked, uh -huh. didn't know what to do, and didn't want to stay in that uncomfortable place because it is uncomfortable as a white person. Uh -huh. Really bloody uncomfortable, actually. Didn't yeah, which stay is good. In that uncomfortable place. So they, they went back to their comfort zone. And that really, really upset me, actually, because. I now, I now don't know if those people are going to continue down that path that they promised or whether it was just too hard. And, and I, I also think myself through a heavy book because I feel like I want to do it. Everyone who wants some homework, Google the Windrush generation. Well, and, I'm, I, and even then, <laughs> I know about it, but my knowledge is shonky. And but like I just a, know that a 1500 word essay by this time um, week. Okay. <laughs> doing her hair up. You look quite forties. Um, oh, <laughs> you looked quite forties, and now you look. I look like surprised. a minion. <laughs> <laughs> look like the a thing minion. about my hair. It's so thick that it will literally. Do you think you'll dye the grey out, or are you going to go for it? You know, I've had a lot of hairdressers actually message me randomly saying, do not dye your hair back. Leave it. It suits you. Yeah, I like it. I quite like it at the moment as well. But also I, I want someone to be on this pain journey with me because I don't I like do mine. better with my hair curly than straight, that's for sure. Anyway. What's your... Tangent. What's your positive... <laughs>
my office is coming along and I'm so excited about it. I'm so looking forward to having somewhere. To when do the windows and doors arrive? So the windows and doors come on the 15th and Mike's going to fit them. Mike's basically, he's very handy. He's handy Andy. Handy Derek. With his, with his big pole. DIY dirt. Um, he's doing he's doing it all. And then the articulated trucks from Ikea arrive on the 19th. What's coming in there? We've got two desks. We've got His and hers. stools. We've got um, floor, big floor beanbags because we're going to have um, a flat screen telly on the back for the kids. It's going to be like an office stroke den. God, can I move in? I've got a I'll go in. really funky floor. I've I'll go in the bottom bunk of Tom's bunk bed. Oh, no, we've got rid of Tom's bunk bed as well. He's got now got what? Because his feet. Because Where am I going to go? His feet were sticking off the edge, and he said, "Mom, for my birthday, can I have a proper bed?" So I was like, oh. "We'll push the boat out and get you one before <laughs> your birthday, Tom." Have to sleep in Johnny's desk. What's your positive? My positive is that on Tuesday, my little middle child, Jim Harrod, turned five and went back to school for the day. And I was really worried. And if he hadn't, if he'd been really against it, I wasn't going to send him back until next week. Because I was like, what are the chances of being off school for 10 weeks? And then the first day back, having an inset day on the Monday, and then the first day back being your birthday harsh but he was really excited about it and philosophical yeah and it was lovely and hot so he just had to wear his shorts and a polo shirt and he took i bought him a new metal lunchbox and we made sandwiches and his they're doing bubbles so 15 in one class 15 in a different classroom and my a really good friend of mine um whose son is in ned's class is is Jim's teaching assistant and he had her that day so he's really excited about seeing her she'd made him some dinosaur cupcakes that she dropped off on the way past in the morning on the doorstep um and I hadn't told his class that it was his birthday because I thought they might feel like they had to send them in presents or whatever you know that weird thing mm. but he but she knew so they all sang happy birthday after lunch and he thought it was hilarious that they had to wash their hands and sing happy birthday and it was his actual birthday and then my mum came up for a socially dif- distanced mm-hmm. tea in the garden for his birthday and he, it was just amazing and I had that mum thing where out of all three births Joe's psychologically damaged by Jack's but Jim's was the scariest because Jim was stuck and they didn't believe me for about 20 hours until they eventually couldn't hear his heartbeat and then they whisked me into surgery quicker than a quick thing but I'm a superhero and I was, it's the most British thing I've ever done birth story happening no but the most British thing I've ever done did you have a c-section eventually with Ben yeah 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 so you know when they've numbed you out for the c-section and then they got the von twos out <clears throat> and they were like we're going to do this twice probably won't work and then you'll have your c-section so we've numbed you out and I'm there on my slab ready exhausted 36 hours in and um they were like right and I'd literally been wheeled in like it was a drinks party because you know there's everyone lined up at the business end that you've never met before and I was like hi and I'd had flu 
and the epidural does wonders for flu. I literally, I felt better than I had done for days. My voice returned. I had, I'd been completely without a voice for the first day. Really? And yeah, to the extent that Joe gets massive points because my waters broke and I, and Joe said, can she have her epidural now? And the midwife said, no, he'll be here in an hour. And Joe said, I don't care if you can see his head. She's getting the epidural. And I, from my, my sick bed, I was like, he's the hero. Anyway, so they said, we're going to do two suctions with the Von Twos. Um, so can you just push really hard? But you know that when you've been numbed out for your C-section, it's like you don't even have boobs. You've got no idea what's going on. Mm-hmm. So I didn't want to disappoint. I'd been wheeled in and I said, hi, I'm Corinna. This is Joe. Like we were literally at a drinks party, me with my bits out. And then I didn't want to let them down. I know. And they said, uh, can you do the, can you do a really good push? And I didn't have the heart to be like, you could literally cut my legs off. I've got no idea what's going on. So I thought, I'm just going to pull the face. I think I pull when I'm pushing. And they were like, they were like, that's the best push we've ever had. And the second go out, he popped. But I was like, this is just me being polite. I'm just being polite. I've got no idea what's going on. But they were like, you're the best pusher. And I was like, I am. No idea. Got no idea. Anyway, so my little stuck, massive forehead, too big for my body, back to back gym was five. And that was the highlight of my week. And also he's, I mean, just so uncharming in only a five-year-old way, but I love him anyway. And on that note, ladies, Start talking everyone the truck. the outro. I want the truck to arrive with this massive bow. <laughs> and on that, ladies, ladies and gentlemen, we will speak to you next week. Say bye-bye, Chippy. Bye-bye. <laughs> right, okay, before you go, I end. Uh, it's not recording.